Tu puer profeta altissimi vocabulis, preibis ante Dominum parare diasius. Thou, child, shalt be called the prophet of the highest. Thou shalt go before the Lord to prepare his ways. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Silence prepared and sustained the preaching by which St. John the Baptist prepared the way of the Lord. And it was in silence, in the mysterious encounter with the Lord of the desert, that John became profoundly humbled. Humility is not an attitude that can be improvised and cultivated from without. Humility blossoms from within. True humility Christian humility, the humility of the twelfth degree in chapter 7 of the Holy Rule, is the fruit of the experience of God, an experience that throws us to the ground with our faces in the dust, an experience that fills us with the spirit of adoration, <laughs> the link between humility and adoration cannot be emphasized enough. A man does not adore because he is humble. He is humble because he adores. The adoring soul will be humble, and the humble soul will adore. John emerges from the silence of the desert a profoundly humble man. In the desert, he came face to face with God, and everything in him became adoration. In this is St. John the Baptist, the model of monks. St. John insists that his mission is one of humble preparation. I am not he whom you think me to be, but behold, there cometh one after me, whose shoes of his feet I am not worthy to loose. People are impressed by this wild-looking prophet who comes out of years of silence and austerity in the desert. 
John dispels all ambiguity concerning his person. I am not the Christ, but I have been sent before him. He that hath the bride is the bridegroom. Even when admiring crowds gather around him and respond to his word, John remains utterly lucid. His humility is not swayed. He is at the service of the bridegroom, and to the bridegroom alone belongs the bride. St. John gives himself the most beautiful title to which a servant of Christ, especially a priest and a monk, can aspire. John is the friend of the bridegroom. The friend of the bridegroom, he says, who standeth and heareth him, rejoiceth with joy because of the bridegroom's voice. The monk is one who rejoiceth with joy because of the bridegroom's voice. This my joy, therefore, is fulfilled. He must increase, but I must decrease. The vocation of John, the humble friend of the bridegroom, was to be visible only for a time. He was a burning and shining lamp, says our Lord, and you were willing to rejoice for a while in his light. John's shining light, that light that already gave joy to all around him at his birth, that joy-giving light was to be hidden away in the darkness of a prison cell. The bridegroom had arrived. The friend of the bridegroom had to disappear. The voice of John the Baptist had been heard, crying in the wilderness, denouncing sin, calling men to justice and sinners to repentance. But then, but then, the voice of the Eternal Father was heard, coming from the heavens. Thou art my Son, the Beloved. With thee I am well pleased. After this utterance of the Eternal Father, the voice of the Baptist was heard less and less, until finally it was silenced by death. A cruel and ignominious death, not unlike the immolation of the Lamb, which it prefigured. Today's feast confirms and deepens our monastic 
call to silence and to humility. Again, a monk does not adore because he is humble. He is humble because he adores. A monk does not adore because he is silent. He becomes silent because he adores. Grace from the womb of his mother in view of an extraordinary mission, a universal mission, a mission that perdures until the close of the age. St. John the Baptist served the designs of the Father for the length of time and in the place determined by the Father's loving providence. Sent from God, he came for testimony to bear witness to the light that all, all, might believe through him. He was not the light, but came to bear witness to the light. <coughs> I've had occasion to mention in the past that wonderful little work by Cardinal Danielou on the mystery of Advent, in which he says that the role of St. John the Baptist is analogous to the role of the Blessed Virgin Mary, in that his role, like hers, perdures until the close of the age. And he argues this compelling teaching on the words of the prologue of St. John, that all might believe through him. All. John the Baptist knew that he was destined to return to the hidden life, to a life of silence and obscurity, like the grain of wheat which falls into the earth and dies in order to bear much fruit. He shows us that every vocation is subject to mysterious and unexpected turns. And yes, every vocation is subject to the mystery of the cross, sometimes in dramatic ways. How can we not think this morning of Father Rajim's personal participation by patience in the Passion of Christ during the years of communist persecution. His is a Benedictine vocation marked by the cross 
But for us, more often, we are signed by the cross in the humble obscurity of the terrible quotidian. And these things are necessary if we are to decrease and allow the Lord Jesus to increase to each one of us. St. John says, prepare to disappear. St. John the Baptist shows us that the hidden and silent life is a necessary and inescapable part of discipleship. Sons, a monastic vocation that is not marked with the sign of the cross is suspect. A life that is without its moments of obscurity, silence, and apparent uselessness does not bear the imprint of the Lamb. And you know well that the host set apart for the Eucharistic sacrifice in the East is rightly called the Lamb. A life a monastic life that is without its moments of obscurity, silence, and apparent uselessness does not bear the imprint of the host. The more a soul is surrendered to the love of the bridegroom, the more deeply will that soul be marked by the cross even as the host lying on the corporal is marked with the sign of the cross again and again. Ultimately, the sign of the authenticity of the mission of St. John the Baptist is his participation in the passion and cross of Jesus. In Jesus, Shall I use the Mactildian word in Jesus and nothing meant? In Jesus going down into the valley of the shadow of death. And the sign that any monastic vocation, that any vocation, is blessed by God is that it is marked by the cross. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost.